This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Well, hey there, good evening. Welcome. This is uh, our second lesson on joining Jesus on his mission. And, and today, the kind of the topic is going to be uh, a mission field mind shift. All right. Just a, a different way uh, of thinking about mission work. All right. So let's begin our, our time together in prayer. Lord God, your works are great and glorious. They are amazing. We thank you for working in our lives. Lord, not only do you work your, your great and glorious work in our lives, but you're also at work right now in the lives of all people throughout the world. Lord, we ask that you would bless our time together today and that you would lead us to, to be a part of your great and glorious work in the lives of other people. In other words, Jesus, help us to join us on your mission. We pray this in your name. Amen. Very good. So what's Jesus up to? What's Jesus up to in your life? Jesus is up to his full-on plan of redemption in your life right now. That's what's going on. And, and I want you to know that's what Jesus is doing in everybody's life right now all over the world. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He is on this full on. That's his mission and that's what he's doing. But this is what I've noticed. When you and I think of mission work, we so often think of, of mission work being something that's uh, overseas, all right? Uh, overseas, like uh, going to Africa, or, or something like that. I remember when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a missionary, and I wanted to be a, a missionary to Africa. That's so often what we think of when we think of missions. We think of overseas going far away. Sometimes when we think of mission work, we, we just think of someplace else. Maybe it's not overseas, uh, but maybe we're going to go on a mission trip. Maybe we're going to help a, a starting congregation out and try and do some mission work for them. Uh, here's what I've noticed even about myself, that when I go and visit a, a family member or friend, my mind immediately starts to think about how uh, we could do mission work in that new and different setting uh, than I'm used to in that neighborhood. We're going to talk about a mind shift coming up pretty soon. Okay, so here's, here's what we know. You and I are thinking about mission work. Typically, you and I are thinking about mission work someplace else, some faraway place overseas. Here's what's really happening now. Missionaries are now coming to the United States to do mission work. They're coming to our country, to our neighborhood to do mission work. You see, some of us, maybe not all of us, but some of us grew up in what we could call a church culture, where everybody went to church or where it was assumed that everyone went to church. But 
I think if we're honest with ourselves, there was actually a different reality going on even way back then when we lived in a so-called church culture. You know, how many times did we go to church in this church culture, we left our homes, we backed out of the driveway, and as we drove through our neighborhood to go to church, there were all these cars in the driveway. And when we got back from church, an hour, hour and a half later, those cars were still in the driveway. What I'm saying is, even when we were in that church culture, what we thought was a church culture, not all that many people were going to church. Huh? And so what that all means, like with the, the missionaries now coming to the U.S. to do mission work, and with all those people not going to church, even when we lived in a supposed church culture, we need to have a mind shift. Okay, uh, again, not that going to world missions is bad or, or going on mission trips to other parts of the country, that that's bad, no. But I just want us to, to consider, to realize that the mission field is much closer than Africa. The mission field is much closer than India. The mission field is much closer than that mission start in Texas or Washington or, or New York or wherever it might be. The mission field is as close as our living rooms with our families. Our mission field is as close as our front yard and our backyard with our neighbors. Our mission field is as close as a grocery store. Our mission field is as close as our place of work. Our mission field is as close as our hobbies, wherever those things might, might lead us, you know, whether that's sports or movies or games or, or whatever. Our mission field is as close as our social media accounts. We need to live missionally. That is mindful that we're on a mission trip with Jesus every single day, wherever we go, because we actually are on a mission trip. We're on a mission trip in our neighborhood and wherever we go. So you could call, you could say that, that we're neighborhood missionaries, all right? Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The good work of, of mission work. God's already prepared it in advance for us to do. We don't need to scheme. We don't need to plan. We just need to live life as missionaries with our eyes open. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute too. In Matthew 5, Jesus says this, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Let's just take it. You are the salt of the earth. Salt makes a difference. It changes things immediately. It's not only a preservative, which is good, right? But it also changes the flavor of the food that we eat right away. You and I with the gospel, right? We are the salt, are to change the flavor of our neighborhood, of our community, of our family relationships. And that salt that we change that with, that's with the good news, with the love of Jesus. Jesus himself says in, in Matthew 5, 
again, a little bit further, picking up at verse 14, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Have you ever been uh, driving uh, and, it, and it turns to nighttime and you're out in the middle of the country, out in the middle of nowhere, and then all of a sudden you see these lights out, you know that a city is there. Or maybe you're flying in an airplane, it's at nighttime again, and there's all this darkness, and then out in the horizon you see those lights, you know. You and I are to be the light in the darkness, pointing and shining on the full blown light of Jesus Christ. We're not to, to hide the light, all right? We are to stand out. That's what light does. Light removes darkness. And so that's what you and I are to do. It's a mind shift, okay? Our, our mission field, it's a mind shift. Because our mission field, again, is our, our neighborhoods, our own homes, our, our workplaces, uh, our schools, our hobbies, and social media. So are you ready to join Jesus on his mission? Huh? Are, are you ready to be with him? Jesus says, come follow me. Here's a start. This is just a, a practical application. It, it isn't going to fit everybody, but I, I think that you'll, everybody will be able to understand it. So let's say it's a, it's a you know, a mild summer night and uh, you pull out your your fire pit you roll out the fire pit into your driveway and you put some logs in there and uh, some kindling wood and, and you start a fire and you set up some chairs uh, around that fire pit and you're just enjoying time with family or, or friends that that might be with you and then someone walks by in in your neighborhood someone walks by what do you do? Well, hopefully, right? You, you don't duck your head and, and pretend they don't exist uh, because they do. But what do you do? You know, you could wave. And that's actually a good start. You could say hi. And, and that might be a, a, a little better start if you don't know them at all, right? You could uh, invite them to, to come on over. You know, you could stand up and go meet them and, and maybe invite them back, get some other chairs and just start conversation. Just start the conversation, right? You could, you could do the, all those things. Uh, but no matter what you do, uh, what I would encourage you to do is to pray, okay? Because... As you're sitting there by that, that fire pit and they're walking by, remember, Jesus is on his mission. Jesus is on his mission in their life. And he's called you and me to be salt and light. In other words, to join him on his mission. Okay, so just think about that when you're you know, in your driveway. You got the fire pit going and someone walks by that there Jesus is on his mission in their lives. I, I think about that all the time, even like when I'm in big crowds, 
uh, that Jesus is on mission in all these people's lives. Okay, and, and so as we meet people, wherever it might be, whether it's uh, you know at our sidewalk there or the backyard um, or at uh, a, a restaurant or whatever it might be, remember there's different people, and so there's different timing, and there's different stories. For some of the people, they're they're ignoring Jesus, they're rebelling uh, against Jesus. Some of them are completely oblivious to Jesus working in their lives and some of them are ready the point is is you don't need to force anything you're a missionary not a machine in a factory right a machine in the factory a part comes by and the machine does its job and and you know this it's the same thing over and over well people are different all right we're on uh, a mission uh, we're not in a factory. And so each person is different and we need to recognize that. Our place is, is to join Jesus on his mission in their life. So what that means is to be flexible and agile. What that means is to be loving. What that means is as we recognize that Jesus has poured out his love on us, He's pouring his love out on them, and he's inviting us into that story, okay? Into that story to fill them up with Jesus' love as well. And so a key for us is found in, in John 4, verse 35. Open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Ripe for harvest is just another way of saying they need the good of Jesus in their lives. Okay, so as we think of different people, different timing and different stories, think, uh, think of an apple tree, right? So here in the Midwest, the apple trees probably start to blossom, you know, late April, maybe middle of May, and the fruit starts to go within a month or so, month and a half after that. Well, if, if you and I went to a, an apple tree, say like mid-July, early to mid-July, and we saw that little apple and, and we tried to pull it off that it was ripe for harvest, right? It's a struggle. That apple doesn't want to be released. It's not ready yet. And, and if we just keep on pulling it, not only are we going to have the apple, but we're going to have this twig with it as well. It wasn't right. Okay. It wasn't right. We need to be patient. We can water that apple tree. We can fertilize that apple tree. But the apples are going to be ready when the apples are going to be ready. And I think that's probably more like September-ish uh, going on. So in other words, there's, there's process and there's time involved. We have to wait for Jesus to ripen the fruit. Here are some key things for us to, to keep in mind uh, as we're waiting for the harvest, right? And remember, we talked about one of the keys is, is prayer. Pray for them. Pray that God would lead them to see the emptiness of their life, as full as it might be that it's empty without God. Pray that, that God would, would draw them to himself and his refreshing and unconditional love and the hope that they, they can have in Jesus. Pray that, that God would open their heart to Jesus. 
pray for you, right? Pray for yourself. Pray that you would lead a, a consistent Christian life and that, that you would be willing to be used by God and uh, pray that God would ask, actually use you to lead this person to know, to love Jesus, okay? And pray for both of you. Pray that your relationship would grow, no matter where you're at in that relationship, if it's just beginning or there's some history there or there's a, a long history there. Another thing is be authentic. Jesus says in John chapter 15, abide in me. Apart from me, you can do no good thing. Apart from Jesus, we cannot bear fruit. Okay, so be authentic. And so what that is, is, is really what we're talking about there is have a real relationship with Jesus too. Okay, it's hard to give what you don't have. It's hard for, for you or I say to talk about a football game that we weren't at, okay? Just weren't there, don't know what it was really like. It's hard for you and me to, to talk about that steak dinner that we didn't eat. We don't know how good it was. We didn't experience that. Spend some time with Jesus, quality time with Jesus. Allow Jesus to open your heart and your mind to his great and glorious works, not only around you in creation, but in your heart through the good news of Jesus. So just be authentic, okay? Be natural, be yourself. Don't try to be someone else. You're not someone else. God's made you, God doesn't make junk. Uh, he's happy, he's pleased with you. Just be you, okay? Uh, another key is that it's team oriented. All right. You can just kind of evangelism. The mission field is team oriented. You can think of it uh, like this, like an orchestra. Right. There are a whole lot of instruments. There's a whole lot of coming together to make this beautiful, beautiful sound. So often in evangelism, the Holy Spirit works through a whole bunch of us at different times and in different places through different events to bring that person uh, into faith. All right, so team oriented. It's not about you, it's not about me, it's about Jesus, and we're just joining him on his mission, and that's likely gonna involve a whole lot of us uh, over the course of time. So put others first, okay? So if we, if we want to gain their trust, we have to show that we are trustworthy, right? If we want to gain their trust so they can trust us enough to, to share with them what's on our heart, we need to be trustworthy. And so we gain trust by genuinely putting other people first, their interests and their hobbies. And again, if it seems like it's going really slow, just pray for them. Remember, they're people. They're not a project. Pray that God would love them, love on them, right? He does love them. Pray that, that you would love them. Put others first. You know, people are hungry for relationships. Again, it's process-oriented as well. Sharing 
Jesus with someone and them coming to faith is hardly ever a one-time thing, all right? It can be, but it hardly ever is. It takes time. God usually works through his grace over time. Be patient. Think of the apple tree example. Just because the apple tree has a blossom on it doesn't mean that you get apple pie, that you get this, this good thing that, that you would like, all right? And again, we're just wanting to share Jesus for their good, for their best. And then it's, it's also verbal. Joining Jesus on his mission is, is also a verbal thing. Sooner or later, someone will want to know in one way, shape, or form what gives you hope and what can give them hope, okay? And, and that's as simple as Jesus on the cross and Jesus out of the tomb. Jesus died for our sins and Jesus conquered death, conquered all of our great enemies, okay? Sometimes, uh, you know, we, we don't need to, especially at first, just spew forth all this information on them. We just need to love them and share the love of Jesus with them, okay? That's, that's the most important thing. What if you start talking with someone, though, and, and they ask you a question uh, about Jesus or about God or something that you don't know? It's okay, right? Um, just think about when you go to a doctor. Our, our doctors often consult with other doctors, right? If, if you don't know an answer to a question, simply say, I'm not sure. I've got to check on that and then follow through with that. Check on it. Ask, ask your pastor or ask, a, a, you know, another Christian friend and, and, and determine the scriptural answer. Okay. Uh, but keep in mind, too, that there are going to be some questions that God doesn't answer. All right. Uh, the scriptures aren't a, an answer book for everything. It's about God's plan of salvation. So, Keep in mind, again, too, that if they, they ask you a question and you don't know the answer, again, it's okay. You're on mission. You're not taking a test. And that's probably mind shift number two. It's not a test. It's just about sharing the love of Jesus with all people. And so as we wrap up tonight, I just encourage you to rethink, if you need to, have a mind shift, if you need to, about mission work. It's not just about overseas. It's that, but it's in your area, in your realm, your sphere of influence. As close as your home, as close as your front yard, your backyard, as close as your place of work, as close as a school, as close as your hobbies, as close as social media. And then, again, mind shift, uh, it's not a test. You don't have to have all the answers. Jesus is the answer, okay? We'll just let him take care of those things. So I hope this uh, gave you some encouragement and some comfort and uh, some courage, the Holy Spirit working through this, to look at your mission field in a different way and uh, to take some of that pressure off of you. 
Uh, and again, to realize it's not a test and that by God's grace, you and I get to join Jesus on the mission work he's already doing in the lives of those people around us. And so let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for your mission. You came to seek and save the lost. Your mission is what has, has brought us to faith. Lord, we humbly ask you, lead us to be what you've asked us to be, salt and light. Lead us to join you in your mission to seek and save the lost. We ask that you would lead us to be patient, loving, put others first, and know that you're working in all things uh, together for the good of your kingdom. We pray all these things, trusting in you, Jesus, eager to do what you have prepared us to do. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. We'll meet again and uh, next time, and we'll continue our study of joining Jesus on mission. God's blessings to you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.